Welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Palacios. Join me as I interview interesting and empowering people, discuss spirituality, mindset, business, and much more. My intention is to always remind you, your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. Now let's open our minds and hearts and let's get into it. My beautiful angels and welcome back to taking back your power. I'm so grateful to have you here today. I decided to do a solo episode today for this week's episode because I was inspired by various conversations I've had not only recently but in the past and also because I myself have gone through this and have dealt with this mentality and this is a mentality this is a frame of mind or mindset that is very debilitating at times and can often trigger you to number one, escape, try to escape, try to distract yourself. Number two, make poor decisions. And number three, feel worthless or helpless or like life is passing you by and there's nothing you can do about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today is feeling like you're behind in life, feeling like you are not where you want to be. Could be that you just had a birthday. Could be that you're approaching 30, which a lot of you actually, based on my demographics of this podcast, are well over 30. But it seems that in our culture, and I think in it's just a human trait at this point, to really get down on yourself when you're at a certain age and you haven't accomplished the things that you had set out to accomplish early on, or you're not in the place where you want to be. Now, I used to feel probably in my early 20s, I know I talk about my early 20s in a long time, but those were really pivotal, crazy years for me because I made a lot of reckless decisions. I made a lot of decisions that ended up working out for me in the long run. And I learned so much in the span of from when I were I was 18 to maybe around 25. And that time period in my life was super necessary even though now in my mid to late 20s I am even dealing with some of the things that I did back whenever I was 21, 22, 23, but they shaped me to be who I am today. And I wouldn't feel the sense of inner peace if I had not gone through those things. So today's podcast is not just for those of you who are in your early 20s, in college, thinking about going to college, maybe you just graduated, dealing with all the stuff that's happened this past year. It's been a tough year. I mean, that's an understatement. It was really hard for me too. 2020 was one of my most challenging years. But when we look back, it's like everything, it's kind of like the Steve Jobs quote, right? The dots don't connect looking forward. They only connect when you look back on them. And that's kind of been the theme of my life. I don't regret any of the decisions or the impulsive decisions 
that I made in my early 20s because they were exactly what I needed to do at the moment. And now where I am today is basically, well, been there, done that. Now I know what works for me and what doesn't. And this is how I want to continue my life. When I hit 30, when I'm 35, 40, 45, 100, I want to be able to say I made the decisions I wanted to make in the moment And now I don't have regrets because I am the type of person, and I feel like many of you are, you're the type of person that regrets more the things that you did not do than the things you actually did do in the end. And this for me has been my decisions, whether they were good or bad, whether they ended well and they worked in my favor or whether they didn't work in my favor after all, they all taught me something. And that is something that has carried me through even the times where I felt like I was not where I was meant to be. Or I had put this ridiculous idea in my head that I was somehow behind in life. Now, the reason why I say somehow, I mean, you can easily look at your life as a series of checklists and school kind of creates this for us because we have to, I mean, it starts from very early on. Your parents dealt with this or your guardians dealt with this when they were raising you is that they would take you to the doctor and the doctor would say, oh, well, they're a year and a half old. They should be saying these kind of things and they should be doing this with their hand and They're kind of, you know, putting you in this timeline and judging your health and your wellness and your development by the timeline, by how or what age or what month mark, benchmark you reach certain points in your development as a child. So that kind of starts off early on. And then once you become more conscious and aware, the next thing is learning how to read, learn how to read as early as possible or at what age you learn another language and things like that. You know, if you grew up bilingual, like I did, it's kind of like that. At what age did I learn English? What age did I learn Spanish? And so that becomes a marker for you throughout your life. And it starts very early on. So we're already conditioned to judge ourselves and judge our development, judge our success, judge how healthy, how worthy we are by where we are at certain points in our life. And while for babies and children, that's very helpful to look at certain milestones and where you should be at certain points to know if you're healthy, if there's something wrong with you, if you need any kind of medical attention, it's good. As we grow older and we develop and we become more of our unique selves and our environments begin to mold us and shape us. And all these things take place. A lot of this stuff takes place in early childhood, even before you're five years old. But a lot of this stuff takes place and it begins to mold us in a certain way. You know, even nature versus nurture. I know I'm getting into (laughs) different things here, but we are inherently unique. We're unique in so many ways. And it starts from even before we're born. So that's a whole nother topic too. 
But what's important to understand is that these benchmarks or these milestones that we usually judge children and babies by are not some way or a form of looking at your life in adulthood, young adulthood, that are necessarily healthy for us. Because I believe life, a lot of life is about balance. And if you can't balance, do your best to balance, right? But we have to get to a point where we look at our lives and instead of judging ourselves because we don't have as much money as that person or we don't have, we're not as far along in our education as the other person or we're not married by a certain age or we don't have children by a certain age. We must stop looking at our lives as anything other than a unique experience. Nobody has lived the life, nor will they live a life exactly like yours. Your life is a unique experience. You are a unique individual that is here in this physical realm, having a human, uniquely human experience. And you are perceiving and experiencing and learning in ways that somebody else, even if somebody had the exact same upbringing, exact same opportunities as you, would not be experiencing. And that is so important. You can say opportunities or obstacles or whatever. That is so important. If we look at our lives as a unique experience, as an experience that has never been expressed or lived in this physical realm and human history, then we can take a step back and treat it for what it is. This means that you didn't come with a manual when you were born. You didn't come with an instruction book. All the instructions or the manuals that you have received throughout life were from the perspectives of others, or from the experience of others, either your parents or those that taught you throughout school, teachers, mentors, things like that. And this can be both very scary and both very liberating because there really is no right way to live your life. Now, if you have an idea of how you wish to live your life and you have goals in life and you have just an overall blueprint for life. Do these manuals from people who have experienced certain things or been through similar things to you help? Oh yes, of course. And that's where self-awareness is. But self-awareness is also a lot of looking at where you are, confronting where you are, whether it's good or it's bad. Usually we have trouble confronting our realities when they're not the best reality. So we choose escapism, but it's really important that you get real with yourself about where you are, why you got there and how to get out of it. If you're not happy, if you're happy and you're content, then this obviously doesn't apply to you. But the main reason why people feel behind in life, especially young people, is because they're looking around too much. 
They're comparing themselves with people who are living entirely different experiences than they are. And also they haven't faced their own reality or they're afraid to. So let's take an example. I love listening to Dave Ramsey. I don't listen to him on the radio, but I do listen to the clips that he has on YouTube. You should check it out. And he is a financial advisor and he's very notorious for being just straight to the point and dry and he does not sugarcoat anything. If you're in debt and you call in and you say you took out a $30,000 loan for a car or you bought a $500,000 house when you have student loan debt, he does not speak to you very kindly. (laughs) I mean, he's not mean, but you know, he's just by today's standards, a lot of people would just call him rude. But I like his approach because you notice when people call in, a lot of it is excuses. A lot of it is just people were hiding or buying things to impress other people, hiding from their problems, burying their head in the sand. And that's a big issue that they get to a certain point. They went through college and all this stuff and they have student loans and they have debt they haven't paid off, but they went and they bought a brand new car. And that's something that could have been avoided. You wouldn't be in all this debt early on, or perhaps you wouldn't be in so much debt at your age if you had listened to somebody else's experience like David Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, or maybe a parent or financial advisor. And that's a really good example of this is where I am in my life. Call in, look, Dave, I'm in this much debt. It's really overwhelming, this and that. And just by facing that reality, you can begin to take steps. He has these baby step plans. I'm not paid or sponsored by him. I promise. I just watch so much of his videos and his advice that I'm just, I know so much about what he tells people, but you know, he gives you these steps. He has these baby steps. He has a book that talks about it and he starts to tell people, this is what you got to do. And it's most of the time, not the advice people want to hear, but that is exactly what snaps you out of that state of feeling behind or feeling like you're in this mountain of debt. And we can use the analogy of debt as anything else in our life, right? Your relationships, your career, things like that. It's just a mountain that feels overwhelming on you. When you feel behind in life, it's like you feel overwhelmed, Because you are looking around, you're seeing all these people, perceiving other people to be living their dreams, and you're like, oh my God, I'm stuck. I'm stuck under this avalanche, or I see an avalanche coming to me, or I'm stuck under this mountain of snow, and I have no way of getting out. So I'm just going to lie here and watch everyone else pass me by in their snowmobiles. (laughs) I don't know how we got into snow, but here we are. But the main thing is not staying stuck there when you feel behind. And it's also not about panicking because we all know the old adage, you panic, you die. You get scared, anxiety, that's a big part of it. 
You feel behind in life, so you feel anxious. You want to do so much, but then you're like, I can't do that. I can't afford that. I don't have the time. No, no, no. All these things. And then you get down on yourself. Let me tell you guys something. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to go through hard times. It's okay to be in a place that you didn't think you were supposed to be in or that you would never be in. It's okay to hit rock bottom. What's not okay is to sit there and wait there and not do anything about it. It's also not okay to keep repeating the same mistakes and not learning from your mistakes from your past and not being aware of certain patterns. A lot of us have self-destructive tendencies, whether it's overspending or overindulging or spending too much time doing things that aren't contributing to our growth and our happiness and our fulfillment. The main way to overcome this feeling of not being enough, of not being in the right place, of not being far along enough in your journey or where you're supposed to be, quote unquote, in life, is by not accepting your fate. If you're in a tough spot right now, or you're not where you want to be, or you feel like you still got a lot of work to do, don't accept this as your fate. Because one thing we know about life is that it's constantly evolving, changing. And I talked a bit of this about this in my last episode about how a year ago I would have never imagined my life a year later to be where it is now. There's so much that can happen in a year. And for me, a lot of bad things happened in the past year, but also a lot of great, amazing things happened. And I never accepted my fate. Even if I had, I was in a rut for weeks, not feeling very motivated, not feeling energized, stuck in this headspace, which we all get into, I still took it day by day. Some days were better than others, and I trusted in the process. So you're not really behind in life. You're simply in the middle of your life. You're still in the process. And so take that as something positive because it's not that you're behind, you're just in your own unique journey and you're in this moment in your life, in this stage, in this season, and it may not look like anyone else's, but that's okay. As long as you are consistently being a supporter of yourself, facing and owning up to your reality, to your mistakes, to the tough things in your life, and moving forward little by little, taking little bits of action, even taking risks. But what I don't want you to do, my beautiful angel, is do the things that you did wrong again and again and again repeating the same mistakes, going back to the same dead relationships, doing what's comfortable because you're afraid. No. If you're in a place where you feel behind, take a leap forward, but make sure it's a leap that you think about 
and you look at your past and you say, what did I do wrong in these instances? Not to shame yourself. Shame is probably the lowest vibration according to David Hawkins' scale of consciousness. So if you're in that energy of guilt and shame, that's not going to help you. Just being straight up, feeling sorry for yourself, self-pity, all that is not going to help you. What will help you is looking at yourself in the mirror and taking accountability for your past mistakes and taking accountability for where you are right now. And a lot of us don't want to. A lot of us just want to play victim and play victim to life circumstances. But then what does that get you? It'll probably get pity from other people. Maybe other people will feel inclined to help you, but you're not helping yourself in the end. Maybe if you get somebody behind you that really, really believes in you and gives you that push to show you what you're truly capable of, because I will remind you, you are capable of great, incredible things. Even if right now you don't believe it, even if right now you don't feel it, even if right now you feel like the biggest waste of space on planet earth, you, yes, you listening to you right now, listening right here, right now, you, right now, you, I am talking to, you are capable of things that you could not even imagine. And unfortunately, we're living in a time of extreme comfort. I say unfortunately because when we do live in a time of comfort where things are just readily available and you have all this stuff at your fingertips just in the digital space, you're not pushed out of your comfort zone and you're made weaker, unfortunately. I hate to say that because there's so many positives about living in this time in history, but also it's made us as human beings such a resilient species. It's made us weak and it's made us not see our full potential because a lot of us are living our lives through screens, simply being spectators on the sidelines of other people, seeing other people reach their dreams, seeing other people shine, seeing other people flash this and that, and seeing this false sense of reality through a screen And witnessing that and then looking back at ourselves and feeling incredibly inadequate because we don't match up with that BS that we're being fed on this artificial light up black mirror. So step number one to not feeling behind in life is to stop looking around so much. And I know that that's an inherently human trait that we look around, we compare ourselves but that doesn't have to be your everyday reality. I mean, at times you will find yourself comparing yourself and looking at somebody else, but in that moment you challenge yourself and say, wait, where am I supposed to be? Am I the main character of my life or am I going to continue being the spectator and bringing that main character energy in that this is my life to live and I'm going to learn from my past mistakes learn from what got me here to this place where I'm not happy or I'm not fulfilled or I'm quote unquote behind. I don't believe in that term behind in life because like I said, you're in the process. You're not behind. You're just in the process. It can be you do work to get out of debt. Let's say you do work for six months to a year. You get out of debt and then a year from now, you're in a completely different place. But what you have to do 
is own where you are right now, face it, and bring that main character energy. Stop looking around, stop comparing yourself, and just ask yourself, what do I need to get done? And you can even just pull out a piece of paper, your journal, and write down the areas of your life where you're not fulfilled or you're not happy or you wish to work on. It could be anything from fitness to finance to your relationships or the inner work, which I think a lot of our issues that we face in life or a lot of our struggles are from not doing the inner work where everything begins from within. So what are the things that you're avoiding about yourself or your journey or your traumas or whatever that need to be addressed? Because a lot of times we go into financial ruin or we have difficult relationships or we get into bad relationships or we fall in a hole, figuratively speaking, And it's all because of something we're feeling inside. That could be a grief that we never truly expressed. Perhaps we lost a loved one or a relationship ended. And instead of properly grieving those things, we automatically jumped into going out, partying, or working, or spending. You know, if you're looking at your house and it's full of stuff and it's overwhelming and you've noticed you've hoarded stuff, hoarding is usually from an emotional component. You feel the need to hoard material items because you're trying to avoid something or you want to feel a sense of controlling your life. So you buy stuff and you keep it because you feel out of control in other areas of your life. So this is all stuff that can be, you know, I kind of call this shadow work where you sit down and you face yourself, you use self-awareness and you write down the things that you're avoiding, the things that you aren't okay with, the things that you're dealing with, the icky stuff, and you bring it to the surface. And a lot of that stuff, all it needs is you to make peace with it, to face it, not to fix it or get rid of it but to just shine a light on it and acknowledge it. And that way it won't fester and manifest itself in other areas of your life. Because if you don't, like Carl Jung said, if you don't make the unconscious conscious, then it'll continue directing your life and you'll end up calling it fate. I believe that's the quote, but that is very true. Is if you don't address the wound or the infection, then the wound will never heal completely. So a lot of times this feeling behind in life is simply a symptom of you not addressing something that has needed to be addressed. And when you do address it, it is very, it is very scary at first. I'm not going to lie but it's very liberating. Another tip that I have that I have learned throughout my journey and from that difficult time in my life is to enjoy the process. Just because you're in a difficult place doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy living your life. 
that you shouldn't enjoy and go out and experience life. I think that that is one of the main things in life is having experiences, good and bad. That's one of the main purposes of living is to experience different things. A lot of us can choose our experiences and most of us, we don't choose our experiences. They're just things that happen to us and that's okay. But experience is such a wonderful thing to have. So that's why I say don't beat yourself up about struggling, about going through hard times, about making mistakes in your past, because those things ended up being experiences and learning experiences for you. I want to get into this specific example because this is something that I get quite a bit (laughs) and mostly from my ladies. And I believe that this is a good problem to have. A lot of you might be like, Isabel, you're out of touch. What are you talking about? You're crazy. But hear me out. I believe it's a good problem to have that you're single at whatever age you're single at. My mom always has has this expression. She says, every lid, every pot has its lid. Like there's somebody out there for everyone. (laughs) No matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter where you live, there's, there's somebody out there for you. And I believe that. I truly believe that. And so... Being single at a certain age, whether you're 22 or 45, I think it's a blessing because either A, you don't have somebody to preoccupy your time with right now and you have time for self-development and to get to know yourself, or B, you got out of a bad relationship or a bad marriage and now you're single at 50 something and you're in a different stage of your life than you were when you first got married. And you're probably better off financially for it, or you have more free time, time for yourself. I know of many people that never took time to truly be single, to truly just experience life, travel, start new hobbies, learn new languages, change careers. And now they're in relationships. They've always been in relationships. And now they're in a serious relationship. They're either married or they have children, whatever. And they're struggling. And that's not to say, oh, it's your fault. It's their fault because they never took time to be single. But it's just to show you an example of how we can learn from other people's mistakes or not even mistakes, just their experiences and say, ah, that doesn't seem to be working out so well. Maybe I should take time for personal development instead of hopping from relationship to relationship. So just because you're 20, 25, 35, 40, whatever, and you're not in a relationship, don't look at that as being quote unquote behind in life. Because there are people who are in relationships that are not happy. A lot of people are. A lot of people, unfortunately, and it pains me to say this, but a lot of people are in relationships with people they shouldn't be with. And that was me at some point. 
I was in a relationship a few years ago that I should not have ever been in. And I've talked about this before, but I learned from it. I got out of it, even if in the moment it was so painful to leave that relationship. And I had a million questions from people and all this stuff. And I felt ashamed to be single because it was like, oh my God, I failed at this relationship. After putting so much of myself and my energy and my time, the relationship failed. But looking back, I'm so grateful because if I hadn't gone through that bad relationship and left it, I would not be where I am right now, which is feeling happy, fulfilled. And that is the key. Are you fulfilled? Are you in love with your life? Are you excited for the future? Those are questions you have to ask yourself in any relationship you're with, you're in. And if it's not that, question it. And don't stay with anyone just because you're afraid of being single. Because there is no timeline. You can meet someone right now in a week that will completely change your life. But my main relationship advice to those of you who are single is enjoy your life. Use your time to be single to develop yourself, to find out what you like. Fill your time with experiences because once you're in a relationship, the dynamic changes. You will have somebody that you will share things with, but then those those sunsets that hit differently, the ones that you would sit out on a balcony and look out on the ocean by yourself with a glass of wine and just be present with yourself and be excited for the future and be dreaming, not even dreaming, just imagining visualizing what your future will look like with your future spouse, your children, what life will look like in the future. And then coming back to the present moment being like, well, here I am now free, free as a bird. I can do whatever I want at this moment, not tied down by anyone or expectations of anyone in a relationship as I would be. I can meet someone new tomorrow. I can dance with a stranger tomorrow night. I can travel, get on a plane and not have to answer to anyone about what I'm going to do, who I'm going to hang out with. And I know this looks different for everyone because I know a lot of you guys are homebodies and that's okay for me. You know, for me, travel is a big thing, but it doesn't have to be that. could be that you enjoy going to coffee shops. You enjoy meeting new people. You enjoy that liberty. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to feel guilty about. A lot of us carry guilt of being single because of expectations from either our mothers or our grandmothers or family before us, generations before us, where if you were a woman, you really had to get married really soon and have children really quick, but we don't have to live by that paradigm anymore. So don't pressure yourself. You're not going to find the one if you're out there chasing it. Instead, realize the one is right here with you. You are the one. You are the main character. And once you become okay and just release that expectation, who cares what people say or think? 
and you just trust the process of your life, trust that God is going to bring you to that person because he will. And that's when things start to flow for you. You won't feel this anxiety. You won't feel this sense of urgency. And for a lot of you, it's going to take a lot of guts and courage to do that, to live by that paradigm because you're either in a culture and a society that is completely the opposite, which if you go against cultural societal norms, you are very brave and you're very courageous. And that is always a good thing. So take this moment to remind yourself to breathe. Take it easy. Rome wasn't built in a day. Your life won't be built in a day. Nothing good is ever built in a day. Nothing powerful is. Your life is your masterpiece. Your life is a work of art. Art isn't perfect. Art, what makes art beautiful is authenticity, is realness, is rawness, is uniqueness is not being afraid to go against the grain, not being afraid of going your own way and forging your own path. That's what makes life exciting. Let's make life exciting again. Let's make life something good and not this rat race. You don't have to live by that paradigm anymore if you choose not to. And own your mistakes. Own the fact that you're struggling Don't look at it as something weak or something to be ashamed of because the brightest, most brilliant people I have ever known in my life were people who struggled immensely and didn't come from perfect backgrounds. Nobody has a perfect background, but didn't come from a perfect upbringing and perfect this. No, they had an interesting, crazy, amazing stories from their past, and that is what made them this bright, vibrant, effervescent being that is able to inspire others. And that's the beauty of being human, is inspiring, is living, is experiencing, is doing good, is showing up, is being resilient, and not judging this beautiful, effervescent life by a series of checklists. You're not a baby anymore. You're not a toddler. Don't allow yourself to be judged or estimated by milestones and benchmarks and checklists and age. You are so much more than that. And when you realize that, nobody's going to put you in a box. No one's going to tell you what to do or what to say. You're going to live your life authentically. And if you get canceled, even better. (laughs) No, but seriously, It is incredibly courageous in this day and age to live your life according to your own set of guidelines. So I will challenge you this week, ask yourself, how can I show up as authentically? How can I face my reality? What aspects of my life do I have to focus in on and pay attention to? Where have I been neglecting myself or my life? Where do I not feel good enough or where do I feel behind? And start there. And then when you figure it out, start challenging yourself to 
to do what you've never done before in the past. To get yourself out of where you are now and to continue in this beautiful process of life and to end up where you've never been before. To go where you've never been before, you have to do things you've never done before. That's the key. So don't be afraid to take risks, to do things differently, to think outside the box, to go down your own path. Just make sure you're doing it with the greatest love and the greatest passion and also using your intuition and experience. And you'll see how things will change probably sooner than you expect. I hope you enjoyed this episode, my loves. It was a joy making it and something that I was inspired to do and sitting here and just letting out all my thoughts on the subject has been really therapeutic for me and really inspiring. So thank you. (laughs) Now, if you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Links are always in the description of this podcast. Also, be sure to take advantage of the discount I have for the Goddess Reset program, my program I released last year. There's always a discount code in the description. And be sure to take advantage of that because our group coaching starts. So if you want to get in at our special price with a discount before prices go up, then please join. Link is down below as well. This is a great place for us to hit a reset on our life do a lot of shadow work, do the inner work, connect with the divine feminine, and also connect with others around us. I'm so excited for the group coaching because it's going to be live every Sunday for the month of July, and you're going to have a chance to ask questions, to connect with others in a similar journey as you, and oh my gosh, I get goosebumps just thinking about how exciting this is. So it's been a long time coming, so I hope you will join. So check out the link in the description. And as always, my beautiful angels, always remember this, no matter who you are in life, no matter what you may look like, no matter how old you are, no matter what you've been through or what you're currently going through, never forget your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. I love you all. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Taking Back Your Power. Bye-bye.